The first Christmas was very much different than we experience today. Very different. It, there was no cake and there, was, there were no candles and all that stuff. Um, Luke tells the story that Jesus was born in a manger. And when Luke tells the story that Jesus was born in the manger, he tells the story that someone was kind enough, kind enough to provide a home for Mary and Joseph, this very expectant Mary and Joseph. Granted, it wasn't a really fine Airbnb. It was rather an unusual place to put guests because it was a storage room for farming tools and products and for farming animals. And they made a special effort to accommodate Mary and Joseph but they weren't really inconvenienced. Now, when we have guests at our home, we create the perfect ambience to make them feel at home, don't we? We give them a guided tour of the house, right? We provide a nice room for them, okay? And, you know, we bring out towels, and we give blankets, and we give extra pillows, all those kinds of things, right? And we point out the bathroom that they should use, and we show them the refrigerator, and we say, help yourself to anything that is in there. In other words, we do our best to make them comfortable. It was different for Mary and Joseph. Listening to Luke tell the story, it troubles me because a manger is no place to birth a child. So that first Christmas was different. Jesus was born in a poorly lit room. Think about it for a moment. And bales of hay were stacked together to make a bed for Mary as she gave birth to her firstborn. There was no running water. And so they had to improvise. His first bed was a feeding trough. Yet, there was shared joy in the experience like we have today. They were overjoyed when Jesus' birth made them parents. They were so happy to see him enter the world that they forgot about where they were and why they were there in Bethlehem. I imagine they examined him carefully 
Because my wife did that when Samuel was born. Does he have uh, ten toes? Uh, and are all his fingers in place? Yeah. Count, the, count those tiny toes and fingers. And I, I imagine that they observed his puffy eyes. And they watched him yawn and were intrigued by his gurgling. And they were concerned about his sneezing. Who wouldn't sneeze in a barn? A musky-scented room will do just that to a newborn kid. But they were happy. They were happy. And they wrapped him in bands of cloth, as we do with our little ones when they're born. And they made him comfortable as they placed him in the manger. They were so intrigued with Jesus that if you noticed in the story, as Luke tells it, he doesn't have a name. He's referred to as the child. Yes, the name came later. They could think about this child and who he was and what he would be in the world. And so as Luke tells the story about this first Christmas, Luke, in fact, talk about attributes or his identity, not by a name, but by what he would do. He would be a savior, he says, the Messiah, the Lord. And all they could think about was how his birth filled them with joy. And then they had visitors. Newborn babies attract visitors. And although they were far from home in a different town, visitors came. Angels were the first to show up. They visited earth because of Jesus. Shepherds were drawn to Jesus. Magi from different countries were drawn to him too. 2,000 years later, we are drawn to him. It's exciting to watch the kids at the altar rail here uh, try to figure out the age of Jesus. One thing they were certain about is that he was born. And that when you're born, you have birthdays. And they were ready to celebrate his birthday. Today we are drawn to show our love for God's precious gift. Who is not named in Luke's story, as I mentioned, but identified as Savior and Messiah and Lord. This and every Christmas is no different. Like Mary and Joseph, the angels, shepherds and magi, we celebrate Jesus' birth. God in human flesh with us. We're grateful that he came to save us. And we're grateful that in his coming, 
we will go to heaven with, us, with him. So Christmas is about celebrating Jesus. And the best way to do so is to tell others about his transformative presence in our lives. Notice what happens to the shepherds. The angels tell them this story. They want to verify the story, so they go to Bethlehem. And when they go to Bethlehem and they see what the angels had told them is for real, they leave as different people. They leave as our first evangelists. They go to tell the story. And the Magi, too, drawn to Jesus, they leave. Not to share the news with Herod, because for Herod, it's not going to be good news. But they leave by a different way to tell the good news to those who will receive it with great joy. We share the good news that God has reconciled us in Jesus Christ. For he is indeed, as Luke says in the story, our Savior, our Messiah, our Lord. As we gather around tables to celebrate Christmas, as we gather with family and friends, as we share this special time together, let us remember that what we share is the love of God through Jesus Christ with our closest neighbor, our spouses, our children, our relatives who have come to town, that Jesus is our Savior, and because of him, we, each of us, is a different person, a child of God. Amen.